Greetings, and welcome to our conversation about Sister Thea Bowman and her music, which has just been re-released by the Daughters of St. Paul. You'll be hearing the voices of Sister Anne Flanagan and Father Maurice Nutt. He considers himself Sister Thea's spiritual son and is currently helping promote her cause for canonization. Enjoy. How do people respond to your presentations uh, of Sister Thea's story, especially concerning uh, you know, aspects of racial harmony and how, how to integrate the, the gifts of different cultures in, in the one church? I, I would say that with Thea Bowman uh, and her message as a whole, she would always want people to understand that uh, they have gifts I, and, and their cultural gifts. And, and she says that she, as a person, learned so much from the Irish, the German, the Italian, the Polish, everyone that influenced her life. But she understood sharing her gifts as a mutuality, a mutual sharing that uh, I don't mind learning about your culture, but guess what? I come to the church bearing my own gifts. Um, as far as race is concerned, she uh, had no qualms about speaking against injustices that she had to see. Uh, she used examples of, of, of how uh, growing up in Canton, Mississippi, there would be the white and the, and the black, uh, or they call colored water fountains. And she said she didn't like that. She would say she didn't like having sit in the back of the bus or sitting in the balcony in movie theaters. Uh, and, and she spoke against that. She said, that is not right. And uh, times she, as a child, she would get angry about that. She, she had one story of her, um, of, of little children calling her mother, Mary Esther. And, and yet the, my, her mother had to call her Miss somebody uh, as a little white girl. And she said, that was just not right. She didn't like it. And when she would get disturbed by those instances, her mother says, would say to her, Thea, or Bertha at the time was as a girl, said, Bertha, you are not to be angry. You're not to hate those people. You're to love them. You never become small by acting the way that they act. You remain who you are. So she would always teach her. So she learned from a very early age living in a racial segregated, racially segregated South that, you know, you did not return hatred for the insult and scorn that you received from others. So it was always to share love, to be, be a vessel of love for all God's people. And she often shared that with one another. I, I would say that uh, today, if Thea is alive, I, I've often, everyone often asks, you know, if she was alive now. Well, huh. Uh, Thea would be at every pivotal event that has happened in, in regarding race. She would have been at Barack Obama's inauguration. Uh, she would have been at, at the streets of Ferguson when Michael Brown was killed. She would have been there in Minneapolis, mm -hmm. uh, singing and praying and bringing people together. Wow. She was a very contemporary and current person. Whatever the issue was, uh, she somehow showed up. You know, she was uh -huh. there as a presence. In my book, I mentioned how um, you can look at contemporary Black Catholic history and the Black Catholic movements by Thea's life because there was nothing that happened that she wasn't present at. The founding of the Black Sisters Conference, um, she was at the uh, 
reestablishment of the National Black Catholic Congress. Mm -hmm. Talk there. She, when Pope uh, St. John Paul came to New Orleans in 1987, mm -hmm. uh, she sang just before he came out to speak. No, actually, after the Pope spoke, she, she came to the microphone while John Paul was standing there and she sang the song, The Spiritual Lord, I Want to Be a Christian in My Heart. So mm -hmm. it's kind of wonderful to know that I was there witnessing a uh, a saint in Pope John Paul II and, and a future saint singing to him. Mm -hmm. and say, if you cross the street and got to know another person of another culture, you would find, first of all, that you have what is most important, you're all members of the human race, <laughs> that there's so many things in common, but we don't know that because we don't communicate, we don't talk, we don't walk in one another's shoes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so she was very much intent on trying to bring people of different races and nationalities together so that they could come to understand their commonality, um, not only as citizens of the universe and children of God, but that even in the differences that you are enriched by others' differences. And so if you really want to live a truly enriched life, life do not stay stagnant or polarized or segregated but you have to literally cross the street to get to know someone else. I really feel like the recording project that was done 40 years ago was really meant for now. Right now, exactly. It and was done 40 years ago, but it was meant for the people now. Because it's so true. And that's why, well, when I first thought about doing the having you all do the revival of our music, it was in celebration of her 30th anniversary. And mm -hmm. of course, with COVID-19, we weren't able to get make that deadline. So right. it, now, now, and this is, see, I think, and, I, and uh, let me say it better. I believe Sister Thea continues to control everything, <laughs> even in this canonization process, that she knew that this would be the right time, the most appropriate time for her music to be re-released, to touch the lives and hearts of everyone, to, to know of God's love, that God sees us all equally, that we're all God's creation. 